0: Hey, everyone. This week, we are rerunning our episode on goal setting. As the new year approaches and as capitalism starts to run rampant, telling you how you need to change yourself and your life and how they have just the thing that you can buy to fix it, before you do any of that, listen to this episode, learn about goal setting, Learn about a lot of the myths that are set up around it and how you can face this new year in a way that feels really good for you, in a way that sets you up for success and not failure, and how to align with yourself and your intuition while you're doing all of that. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is the Intuitive Intuitive Girl's Girl's
1: Guide. Jamie, I want to talk about goal setting with you, but I want to make it clear right from the jump, this is not your typical toxic positivity you should set 800 goals for yourself and you're dumb if you don't meet them talk
0: yes don't hit the don't hit the skip button yet like stick with us
1: yeah. i i really feel passionate about this subject i know you know but like i speak about it a lot and i i'm not going in talking about it and excited to talk about it because it's like like i think i know the most it's because i think there's a lot that needs to be corrected about how Our culture sort of presents the idea of goal setting at all
0: right agreed
1: it's very tied up in the toxic positivity thing i know i harp on that a lot but it really bugs me jay and i know it bugs you of like like as if your productivity and like saying an affirmation every day and like faking it is what you need to be doing and like that really doesn't work to be honest
0: no No. And toxic positivity is rampant in in our culture. Um, And it's just, it's become a way to just stifle people and shut them up.
1: Yeah. So if you are hearing about goal setting and, you know, this time of year, people are are doing like their new year's resolutions and all that. And you start to feel kind of sucky when you think about it and you start to feel bad or you just want to avoid it. This podcast is actually perfect for you (laughs) because, First of all, you're not alone. Do you know, Jay, that 80% of New Year's resolutions fail? Yeah, because I've made all of them. I've been there. It's brutal. Sucks. And the reason is, is because people don't actually understand how their brain works and how to use intuition and ego, meaning desire and fear, to work together to make changes in their lives. They don't actually understand how their brain works, how they energy of that works how desire and fear work like they don't get it so to just say like follow this you know 12-step program or just I don't know exercise every day or something that that's going to work it's not because you're missing how the human brain and, and energy field actually works right and you're also
0: experiencing all of that inside of a system capitalism which we've spoken about before, that the only reason why they're trying to push you to to join a gym or to lose X amount of pounds or to organize your closets is because they want to make money. It's not to actually help you or to make you feel better about yourself. It's just a way to make money. And so the energy of it is just super shitty just from the beginning.
1: If you're looking at like a program or listening to someone speak or reading a book and they open with like making you feel crappy for like what you have not yet accomplished, right? Walk, no, don't walk away, run away. Correct. This is not, it's not going to work and it's not your fault.
0: Right. Nothing can, co- nothing good can come of you feeling badly. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So a lot of people also prefer to say like, they don't like the language of the word goal. And I want to talk to you about that in a second. And they say like, well, can I just say like a dream or a vision? And so I would like to say that I look at it as if like a a goal is like a dream or a vision that like you, you've created a strategy to make. So sometimes when you just say dream or vision, you're being a little too, um, what's the right word? Like it's not concrete enough. Yeah, it's esoteric. It's something that
0: exists outside of you. It's something that is always feels elusive.
1: Yes. But if we flip that around, a lot of people are sort of like, they don't like the word goal because it's been grouped into this like thing of toxic positivity and making you feel bad for like wanting them. Like I hear a lot of people say like, oh, I don't make New Year's resolutions or I don't make, I don't set goals. And that actually is worse believe it or not, for like the way that you operate, because right. now you're, you're getting yourself out of alignment with your own intuition and desires by doing that. But I totally get why people do. I totally get it. Yeah, I would be more of the type to be like, I'll have I'll have a goal that I'm
0: purposefully not going to do it anywhere near January, or I'm definitely not talking about it. Like, I'll let you know
1: about my goals in March. Yeah, <laughs> right. And that's actually not a bad idea, as long as you're actually setting them. Sharing them with other people, you have to be careful. You want to be very selective with who you tell. And you don't want to feel as soon as you bring in like feeling judged by somebody with your goal or feeling like someone else is measuring if you're meeting it or not, you're going to get pulled into ego, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But so you, you want to be careful with that. That's very smart to do, actually.
0: I also think one of the problems with the word goal is that it's just sort of the like millionth layer on top of this patriarchal society that we live in where it's like everything is this masculine energy of like, go, go, go this rat race nine to five, you know, hit this quota, get this higher ranking, get a promotion. And so on top of all of that, a goal just feels like another layer of that.
1: Exactly. And you think of goals and you, for me, I kind of associate them with like, like overworking almost like, right. like you start to be like, oh, it's going to be so much work. That's really unpleasant. Um, and again, that's just another sign of the times, Like you said that like sort of patriarchal culture of like value is in your productivity and what you create not and how you feel while you're doing it. And that is why people don't like the word. So I I would say we should create a new word, but I'm not sure that's going to work. So I'm just going to say, let's kind of take the word back. Right. Agreed. It's just a, a dream or a vision that you have for yourself that you have created a strategy to get. That's all it is. That's it. Like, and if you can bring it to that, I think it's helpful.
0: Yeah. I think you just need to sort of rewrite it for yourself. Give your own meaning to it.
1: A big problem with goal setting. And I promise to give actual tips for doing it, but I want to talk about the problems first, Mm -hmm. um, is that people don't actually understand motivation.
0: (laughs) Right. Right.
1: If you want more on this, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give you a little bit, but Mel Robbins and I'll put her in the show notes. She's amazing. And she does a lot of work on this. Um, and (laughs) she, she talks about this and so do other people, but like Mel really I like how she has like a no bullshit sort of approach to talking about stuff. Um, she talks about how motivation doesn't work. Right. <laughs> and it's it's not that actually that motivation doesn't work. It's what we think motivation is going to be like. Right. So I hear people say all the time like. I don't feel motivated to do that right now. And what they mean is I don't feel like I want to do that, or I don't feel ready to do that, or I don't feel courageous to do that right now because the thing that I want to do involves some sort of change. And so I'm going to wait until I magically feel those ways and then I'll do it. Yes. You're going to be waiting a long ass time.
0: Yeah. Forever.
1: Forever. And, and the reason is because your ego is designed to protect you, right? Your ego is fear, it's designed to keep you safe, and it knows, it's it's human nature to know that any kind of change or something different is a threat to you in a way. right? Right. So if you wait to feel like it, you're never gonna feel like it. Now, I don't want you to hear that and start to beat yourself up. The opposite, I want you to hear that and go, oh, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with me that I don't feel like doing that. Right. It's just, I've just been taught incorrectly that that state is going to magically appear on its own and it's not. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I am never going to feel like cleaning my house. <laughs> exactly. I do it because I, I like how it feels when it's done. Exactly. So you have to find a way to do that, and what that really is is learning how to create state. Yes, um, another possible topic for us to discuss at some point. But basically, going like, how do I change how I feel right now, and align with getting myself to feel a way to accomplish something that so I don't feel terrible about it the whole time. I think that a lot of people don't exercise, Jay, because even just the thought of exercising puts them into a bad emotional place. And so they don't even go and do that. Now, I'm not like saying everyone should exercise. I mean, I guess probably. Help right. Everybody should in some form move around. But I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think people want to, but the there's such toxicness around it that people start to feel bad right at the beginning. So if you don't know how to get yourself from feeling negative into feeling positive, then you're never going to be able to do this stuff anyway. So like let yourself off the hook a little and, and start to learn and take charge more of how you want to feel. I'm the same exact way with uh,
0: that's how I am with exercising. It's like, I can't even get out of my own way about it. I can't even get my first foot forward because of what you.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people do so. Before you start setting goals in that area, if you if you have like a a dream or a vision of of doing that, you want to work on why you feel that way and see if you can find a way to feel differently. If you if you can't then get some help feeling that way, like there's no shame in that. But if you skip that, you're going to make it a week and a half, two weeks, maybe a month you're going to join a gym that like takes money out of your account every month and you never go and you feel bad. Like you're going to do that and it's going to suck worse than how it felt before. So it's so important to really look at like what's behind it. Yeah.
0: Then you just end up reinforcing all the ideas you had about it to begin with and just use just compile all that negativity.
1: Yes. And the other thing that I want to, I want to just give a brief hack about like states and what I'm talking about is energetic states that have to do with emotion and energy levels and all that kind of stuff. But one thing that I just like to explain to people is that you actually can create state, like if you want to feel energized. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, but you are feeling tired and like you didn't sleep well last night and you haven't, you know, had your snack in the last two hours that which would be me. So I would start to feel tired. Um, Mm -hmm you can actually stand up and move around and walk around like you are energized and say out loud, I am so energized and you will trick your entire being into thinking it's energized. Like it's, it's not difficult to learn how to do this. It just takes a little practice.
0: Well, why are humans so negative? Like I could ease. like you would believe me if I said that, Oh, I, you know, sitting on the couch and being like, I'm so tired. I can't move. Oh, And then that just, it begets itself. Right. And, but people have a hard time believing that if you did it the opposite way towards positivity, towards being energized, that's people would be skeptical about, but it's the same thing. Yeah.
1: It's that's just conditioning. Again, I feel like we're kind of broken recordy about this, but like, if you want to control people, you make them think that they're not in control of themselves. Right. So I don't, I don't want this to sound preachy cause I don't mean it preachy that you can just go change your state. Cause I, I, I'm a big fan of like feeling how you feel and owning it and like being where you are in the world. But there are times when you want to, to change it and you want to take more control over it. This is when you would use that. You're taught that like the way that you have energy during the day, for example, is if you get a good night's sleep and you drink water and you eat right. But that's actually not at all true. Those things can help that, right. but they're they're secondary to the way that you're holding your body, the way that you're thinking, the way that you're breathing, um, all of the, the, how much movement you have right now. Like all of that is secondary to that. So you can I I've had a night where I slept fantastically and I ate wonderfully and I was still tired. And I've had days where I haven't slept a wink for a week. And whatever I was doing, something I enjoyed, I had plenty of energy for it. Like, we're just not taught that. Yes. Agreed. We are not. So in the other example I can give you is if I just say to you right now, um, you have a lemon in your mouth and you pictured it, your mouth is watering. Right. Your brain believed me. It doesn't know the difference between it really being in your mouth and it not being in your mouth. So it will send the signals that there's a lemon in your mouth. And if you are feeling like, I do not want to get up off this couch and go for a walk right now, of course you're not. But if you, you stand up and you just stand in a position like a walk is the thing you want to do, suddenly you do want to go for a walk. Right. And that's
0: why mindset is so important. That's like the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, because if you decide that nothing can change, then you're stuck
1: where you are. Exactly. So one question that I get asked a lot is what makes people actually change? Like what, what makes somebody do something different or like actually accomplish a goal or like get out there and do something? And the answer is really simple. It's just that their desire past their fear. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, especially with a change, your fear is greater than your desire. So you want it, but you don't go do it. Once your desire becomes greater than your fear it surpasses it your fear doesn't go away once that happens you will do it so shifting your state finding ways to deal with your mindset like you were saying and and the fears and stuff behind it are all going to help that be an easier process i think that's hard to hear sometimes
0: you know it's almost like you don't like you're it's like it's almost as if you're saying you don't want it badly enough You know what I mean? And you could be like, I really want that. How dare you say I don't want that? Like, of course, that's my number one goal. But but the fear is louder. The fear is bigger.
1: Yeah. And and that is not because you don't want it bad enough or you are lazy or you're just like this fear based person. It's because of the way you are designed. You are not designed to naturally just shift into to making big changes. That's not how you are wired. So you have to learn that. And you're also, you're conditioned incorrectly. You're conditioned to think, you know, just think about how we learn in school, or at least for, for me. And I know this was your experience too. You sit still, you hear, you listen. It's this one way where like, that's not the best way for your body to learn. You should be moving. You should be um getting like small spurts, like there's no teaching of like how you best take in information and make change like right, you're conditioned right. the wrong way on purpose, basically. Exactly. Again, another tough pill to swallow. It is. And and listen, it's it's a simple concept that your desire passes your fear and you can change, and your fear passes your desire and you're stuck. It's a very simple concept, but it's complicated to change. So I'm not saying like, oh, you just need to want it more. I'm saying like dig in and see what's really behind the fear. So you have some understanding so that you can shift that. And the fear isn't some like giant, terrible wall you have to climb over. Exactly. Um, All right, so another question I get asked a lot, Jay, is how many goals should you have at a time? Hmm.
0: What's the answer?
1: Well, what would you guess is my answer? I mean, you probably have heard me answer this before, but what do you think is the answer to this?
0: I don't know. Uh, five I'm just guessing
1: I have no idea one Oh, ten oh you're gonna be so disappointed in my answer what? um it's there's no magic number you can have as many or as little as you want good so you can have as many or as little as you want it, it does not matter now can you have too many yeah for sure right. you can definitely have too many but um you can't you can't have too little and it the number really depends. You said five. I think that's a great number. Here's what I tell people to do: sit and brainstorm and come up with as many things as you can think of that you have for goals, or that like big things, little things, things that feel realistic, things that feel way out of your reach. Just write them all down like a brain dump. Just write it on a piece of paper. Then take take those things and categorize them. So the way that I categorize them is personal, like a personal goal, a work goal a family goal and just relationships in general, your relationship, relationship with other people. Okay. Put those, all that stuff you wrote into those categories. Like I like to do it with like those like bubbly looking charts. Yeah. Makes me happy because I'm a <laughs> clairvoyant. So visually I need to see things. Yep. Um, so do that in a couple of things you're going to notice. A lot of these can be grouped together. So we were, I'm going to say the exercise one again, only because like, when I speak and when I talk to people, it, that's always on everybody's list. Everyone thinks they should exercise more or better or harder or I don't know what. But so I'm just going to eat it. I'm not preaching that though. <laughs> I think that that's a very common goal. Okay. So let's say that you have exercise three times a week for 20 minutes on there. You also have drink 64 ounces of water a day, meditate for 20 minutes twice a week. Like you have a bunch of things like that. You can write down a goal that says, follow this care plan. And then your care plan can have it. So it doesn't feel like you have 35 care plan goals. You have one care plan. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like that a lot. When you group them together, they feel more achievable. And also what it does is, if you did all of those things except drink your water, you can't check it off your list. So it's going to make you want to do the other ones by association. Ah.
0: And it makes it feel like it's more systemic, like you're making a bigger change. You're not just trying to like, quote unquote, fix something. It's like you're actually causing a change.
1: Yes. And that's that's exactly my next point. Make it be something that is for you, not because you suck. Right. That's the that's
0: that's the biggest problem is people are trying to fix something that sucks
1: about them. But it's that's that's
0: starting in the wrong place. Well that's the perfect
1: segue, Jay, for me to say the two reasons why people's goals fail and where people get stuck. Okay. Because that's one of them, friends. They the first thing is that they're not paying attention to the emotional aspect of it. Okay. So any goal, dream, desire is from your intuition. Okay. Your intuition has a little spark that happens and it's saying it comes from desire. And it's saying, I desire something different. Okay, that's what your intuition is saying. Your yeah. intuition's job is to be on the lookout for this all the time. Right. So it's basically saying, I wanna feel differently. And it might be just that you wanna feel more of something, or you wanna feel less of something, or you're just picking up that you're not feeling enough of something. Something feels off or out of alignment. Your intuition is like, me, 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 hello. And then you create a goal based on that, your goal, if you're saying like, if your goal is to exercise three times a week, that's actually not where your goal started. It comes from a desire to feel differently. So you want to start at the base of it and say to myself, say to yourself, like, what is it that I desire to feel? How do I want to feel? And how is that connected to this goal I have? Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, you want to try, take that, write down. There's probably, you could do like three to five ways you want to feel. Three is kind of the magic number here. Write those down and then go, as you're creating the steps or the plan to get to your goal, try to make sure that you're feeling those ways that, while you're getting there. Right. So if, if your goal, the reason that you want to exercise is because you want to feel healthier and like you're taking good care of yourself that's great great why so I want to feel healthy I want to feel confident and I want to feel like I have high energy levels well if you then go to exercise and you feel you keep saying like oh my god I'm so out of shape and you feel like like you wore like the stained sweatpants and you're embarrassed or something like you're not in the right state so you're never going to stick with it because you didn't make sure you brought the feelings you wanted to feel into the steps to get there. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. And I think that like, if we're being really real about it, we need to, I think you need to explain to people in the, the really kind way that you do about that. You have to change the way you talk about yourself because like, especially for like, let's be really honest here. Right. Right. If we're talking about exercising, what people are really probably saying is that they wanna lose weight. And it's because, and what's coming with that is probably some like really harsh self talk. And you can't start from that place or you can, but it has such negative energy and such yucky energy that it's, it's not going to last. Like that January one gym membership isn't gonna last because you're coming from a place of beating yourself up and talking shit about yourself and um you're so good at reframing that for people and like digging underneath that to like
1: what you're really looking to feel yes and it's like you're intuitive or something jay but that's number two. Oh, sorry <laughs> no, <Just> it's, ahead. <laughs> no it's no it's perfect i was going right there and, and you're so exactly right and thank you for saying it that way and the thing is that people don't create like a, a, I call it a power statement, but I feel like so many people use that. It makes me, it's starting to make me feel kind of gaggy, but yeah. they don't go and do what you're talking about where they don't go in and correct sort of the thoughts about why they want it. And I do mean correct because right. what people say is like, for example, if I say to them, why, you know, that I asked that question, why do you want that? When somebody says their goal, okay, why do you want that? right people have a lot of trouble answering that first of all but the answer is usually an incredibly negative one and every time they think it or say it or even hear like if it's about exercise they just hear the word exercise it makes them feel this way right and if you're if that's what you're constantly repeating you're never going to get there so for example i have a client who came to me recently and she said I want to, I want to get in shape and lose weight and I want to feel healthy. And I was like, awesome. And I said, why do you want that? And she said, because I'm sick of being a fat out of shape, muffin top piece of crap. (sighs) That's what she said.
0: Uh, That's not surprising. I mean, it hurts my heart that someone feels that way, but that's, that's how we've all been taught to talk to and about ourselves.
1: That's not even close to the worst thing I've thought about myself. So it's it's very common. Yeah. So I said to her, if that's what you're using, again, to motivate yourself, to change states, right? That's what motivation is, is the ability to change states. If that's what you're using, you're never going to get there ever, 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 ever. And it's not like, okay, give up it's, it's rewarded for yourself. And you know what? It takes work to do this. It's easier to just sit and blame things. I I get you. I do it. We all do it. We're human. It's fine. But it takes work to go like, okay, how do I actually reframe this and then correct it every time I catch it in my head or coming out of my mouth. And it also takes you doing it for your friends. Like, don't let your friends say something like that. Don't laugh at that. Stop her Grab her and say, do not talk about yourself like that. And
0: don't don't talk about yourself like that in front of your children. And don't let your children talk like that about themselves.
1: And you know what? If you do, catch it and correct it. Have exactly. it be a discussion. Because you're not going to be perfect. But right. yes, we need to do this because... It's it's not that difficult to reframe. It is, however, difficult to constantly catch yourself. But it is how it, you will change. You right. will completely rewrite it. It will completely change. In fact, if your issue, let's say somebody like wants to lose weight and they're having trouble, sometimes Jay just by changing the statement, they start to notice a difference.
0: I I believe that one hundred and ten percent. So
1: you could reframe it. This is this is what this girl changed it to. She said. I want to look on the outside as vibrant and strong as I feel on the inside. Holy shit. That's incredible. Are you going to stop that girl? No. (laughs) Oh my God. Just when she said it, you could see her light up. You could see she changed her posture. Everything changed. And she started actually making changes because when she thought about exercising or taking care of herself or, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of dieting, but like it, maybe she was keeping an eye on on how her body was reacting to certain things she was eating. Yeah. Um, when she started to do that, she thought about that mm-hmm. and she wanted to do it. Well,
0: think about the energetic change between like, like keeping that record playing in your head compared to how you feel when you keep that that old broken record of like, I'm not good enough. I'm not X enough. I'm too much this, I'm too much that. It's just, it's su- it's such a sunken place, right? And if you can change it to be like, I wanna be as vibrant outside as I am
1: inside. The energy of that is so powerful. Yes, and it's it's for you. And it's saying something positive about you. Yeah. And it's it- Affirming that it's in you. Yes, and it automatically alters your state to just to going to where you want to be. And you're already going to feel better. So you're already going to get a benefit in getting closer to your goal. Cause you're already going to start to feel the way you want to feel. It's just that result now. And actually for most people, the results becomes very secondary because now they've already meeting that intuitive need to feel different. Right. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not all about like hitting, like, uh, making a certain amount of money or like weighing a certain weight or whatever. It's who gives a shit. If you feel good, that's what it's about, baby.
0: Right. That's a real, like attainable goal is like changing a feeling. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And also saying something like, I want to be healthier because then you can be healthy for your body. Not because somebody or some stupid BMI index, don't get me started, says that you should weigh this or something. Like that's outside of you. That's an ego. It's never going to work. It's got to be inside of you and how you feel. Well, and you also might not be able
0: to change like your boss giving you a promotion. But if you set it around like how you want to feel and how abundant you are and the lifestyle that you want to live, then maybe that means you get another job entirely. Or, you know what I mean? But if you box it into, like, you box in the the goal or the end result, you could be
1: missing a million other opportunities. That's such a great point because you start to kind of, like, dictate how you'll get what you want when right. you say, like, I want my boss to give me a raise. But if you go, how do I want to feel at work? And the answers are, like, appreciated, respected, confident. And then you go, okay, I'm going to wa- I'm gonna do whatever I can to walk into work like that. You're going to get good things and good results aside from just feeling better. You know what I mean? And now you're not locked into only getting it in this one way. Exactly. We'll be right back after this short break.
0: Hey y'all it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki, so I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you.
1: goes great with podcast listening
0: a uh, great cup of coffee from a great
1: coffee shop yep beans roasted in-house amazing baristas you know where i'm talking about restoration coffee can we go yes i need an americano and maybe a panini too Ooh, i need blueberry maple latte and probably a restable. Ooh yeah check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com planning is important. I you know that I love a good strategy. Strategy and me are good friends. Yes,
0: but you two are very good friends.
1: We are. We get along well. <laughs> it's it's how I keep my I live my life with my head in the clouds balanced is right. by then having strategy. What I will say though is that a lot of people use strategies and plans in a very toxic way and that's not what I'm about. Exactly. There's a, there's a fine line there. I teach people this fact and I have never taught it where the majority of people in the room didn't hate it. (laughs) That's my sales pitch for what I'm about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Great. You on your to-do list for your day. And I don't mean like your, like get dressed, brush your teeth, you know, clean up the kitchen to do list. I mean, like, what am I accomplishing today outside of my normal stuff? Right. right. So here, here's the tip. You should only have three things on your to-do list every day. Oh, okay. I like that. Okay. A lot of people hate it in the, the type A people like me, the first time they hear it, I remember the first time someone told me, I was like, um, I'm sorry, but I have three things before 8am. Like that was my snobby <laughs> reaction. <laughs> So if you had that, I just want you to know I am so with you. Or if you were like like Jamie and were like, that sounds great, good. You'll you'll like this. But if you are if you're like me and like you use accomplishing stuff to feel self-worth sometimes, you just hear me out. <laughs> you should, if you have more than like three things to accomplish during your day, outside again of like the normal routine stuff. You're setting yourself up to not feel the desired ways you want to feel because your brain cannot operate that way. Right. Your brain cannot concentrate on accomplishing 20 things and keep you in a good energetic and emotional state. It is not actually possible.
0: Right. And then you go into this place of having to like stranglehold everything in your life.
1: Yeah. You're just creating stress. You're just always feeling like you're not accomplishing all the things that you want to accomplish. And you're probably not accomplishing the things you want super well. Exactly. Because you're just trying to get stuff done. Yeah. So listen, are there times where I have five things on my list? Are there times when I have one or two? Are there times when it it happens to be six or seven? Of course. Like, it's not perfect. But like, look at your day and this could be your work day, this could be like your home life day or your day with your kids or whatever, or your Christmas list of like what you're doing for the holidays. Like it doesn't matter. Look at that and go, what three things do I feel like I can accomplish on my list today? And what's realistic? And then consistently accomplish those and you'll feel much better and you'll get there way faster than the people who burn out after two weeks of having 20 to do things on their list.
0: makes so much sense when you say it like that.
1: You need to protect your state. You need to feel good while you're going towards this stuff or else you're not going to keep it up. What is the point? Right, exactly. You're going to spend a lot more time in your life working towards goals than you're going to spend actually accomplishing them. So your focus should be on how you feel while you're going to them.
0: Right, because that's going to dictate the energy of your whole life. Exactly.
1: All right, the last thing I have for you is... um, you have got to explore your fears. Now, we already we already touched on this a little bit, but I, I want to talk about it a little bit more because it's really mother-effing important. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fear is not a bad guy. Fear is designed to help you. Your ego is, is fear. Your intuition is desire, right? So your ego's job is to keep you safe. It is always trying to keep you safe. So if you're experiencing a lot of fear or you have fear around, like, accomplishing a goal, which if you don't already have it, then you have a lot of fear around it. That's the reason, right? Right. You have to dig into that and you have to go, what is this fear really? Like what's the root of this fear? Same as when we talked in the episode about like conventional medicine and holistic medicine, like you want to go to the root of the problem, right? You have to take the same approach with your fear because whatever you think you're afraid of is not actually what you're afraid of.
0: Exactly. That's true.
1: Okay. So I don't want to turn this into like a fear seminar because I easily could because, you know, I love to talk about fear so much. Um, (laughs) But ask yourself, what is really behind the fear? Most of the things you say are your fears. Like, for example, people will say, I have a fear of failure. You're not actually afraid of failing. You're afraid of what you think the result of failing is. Like what? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer to the three universal fears right now, and I'm going to give them to you because this is going to make your life easier because you can trace back every single fear your ego comes up with with one of these three things, and you can identify which one is your main one, and it's probably the thing jamming you up. <laughs> yep. Okay. So they are rejection, abandonment, and fraud. Ah, uh, my yeah. old friends. <laughs> Everybody fears all three of these. These are your ego's main fears. Your ego is actually not that afraid of death, by the way. Uh, it, it's designed to to keep you alive, but it it doesn't. You don't feel a lot of trigger uh, fear triggered around death. It's more the result of your death, actually. Sign yes. Up. Okay. Yes. So one. So let's let me just say quickly what they are. So rejection is the the fear of somebody saying I don't accept you. Okay abandonment is the fear of somebody saying, I don't love you anymore.
0: Okay.
1: And fraud is the, is the fear of somebody saying, you're not who you say you are. I don't believe that you are who you are. Yeah. <laughs> what are you all doing in your cars right now? <laughs> which one's yours? So here's the thing. If you're trying to figure out which one is yours, imagine this is a scenario that some people try to tell me on social media that they're not actually afraid of this scenario and I'm sorry, but I don't believe them. Um, I want you to imagine that you're going to a party and everybody knows everybody, but they don't know you and you don't know any of them. Mm -hmm. If you are going to tell me that that's fine with you, I don't believe you. No, it isn't. No,
0: someone's going to have some sort of trepidation about walking
1: into that. Yeah. You might, you might be like, I could do that. That's fine. But your fear is going to start speaking to you if that's what's going to happen. Okay. So are you afraid of when you get there, no one's going to want to talk to you and you're going to feel like rejected and alone over on the side. Well, that's rejection. Okay. That's me. (laughs) Hello. People who grow up feeling really different than everybody else or like they don't fit in tend to have rejection as their main fear. Yes. Okay. Abandonment would be the second one. So if you go to this party and you're like, I can manage my way into the party. I don't actually care if I'm sitting by myself or like, but I I have no problem. I can talk to people. But you think like, once I leave, I'm going to feel like they're my friend. I'm going to meet a friend, but then that friend's never going to actually follow up and talk to me or they'll talk to me for a little while. And then I'll end up realizing that we're not a good match and they'll never speak to me again. That's abandonment. That's me. That's you. That comes from experiencing literal abandonment as a child, feeling abandoned by um, a parent, or it could be like an older sibling, whoever you viewed as a caretaker, fe- like losing them. Right. Okay. Um, and then fraud is if you go to the party and you, you're think you're like talking during the party and you're wondering if everyone's like, who does this girl think she is? What she, none of what she's saying is real. I bet she's not actually making that much money or doing those things or met that celebrity or whatever that's right. fraud okay right. um and that comes from um really like struggling with identity and like when you're a, a younger kid having your parents want you to be something that you're not or sort of denying who you are in some way then that tends to be what brings out fraud yes i mean i
0: relate to all of those but
1: Yes, and everybody will relate to all of them. Everybody experiences all three of those things and different situations can trigger different ones. So again, if you're if you're one of those people who's like, "Oh, I don't experience any of those things." Just like check in with yourself and and ask why maybe you're afraid to be vulnerable. It's it's okay, but like go there because right. everyone experiences it, every human being experiences. I didn't come up with it, I just happened to study it. Right, exactly. So I know I'm spending time on this, but I feel like it's really helpful because if you know what you tend to feel, um, which one is your strongest, then the answer to the like, what's, what am I afraid of is the result is most likely. See, that truck agrees with me. It's (laughs) It's most likely. The, that one of those fears, like most everything that I notice myself afraid of or like stuck on has to do with the fear of being rejected. Right. For you, most everything has to do with the fear of abandonment. You can root it back down like, oh, if I if my, I'm saying I'm afraid of failure, and, like behind it, I'm going to say, oh, I'm afraid that people aren't going to accept me if I don't succeed. Right. Right.
0: What do you f- not?
1: Right. I think I am. Yes. You would say, like, I'm afraid people aren't going to want to be around me anymore if I don't succeed. Right? right. Yeah, Right. And I think that that's it's
0: hard if this is the first time you're thinking about things like this. Sometimes it's hard to even just like like you said, wrap your head around it, choose which one might be yours. But once you get to the other side of that, it actually is really helpful because then you know that when you start to feel these like weird, icky feelings and you're like, why am I struggling with this? Why is this hard for me? You
1: know exactly where to start. Yes, it's like a you're exactly right. It might feel a bit overwhelming, but it ends up becoming this shortcut to everything for you once you see it. And then you start identifying it in other people. Like you walk around like I do, which you're like, oh, sounds like that person struggles with fraud. Like you can hear it in the first 30 seconds of what of, of people talking, which thing that they they their main fear is. You really right. can.
0: Yeah. And I do that with myself. Like what what like why am I feeling abandoned here? Like what is that trying to protect me from? What am I avoiding?
1: Exactly. And that leads me to my next part of this. The next question you want to ask yourself besides like, what's the root of this fear? What is it really? Because knowing that is really important. The next thing is, what is my ego protecting me from? Mm -hmm. Just the wording of that question is helpful because you're not saying, what am I afraid of anymore? You're saying, what is my ego protecting me from? And now you don't feel like you're fighting against fear. You feel like you're understanding it.
0: Right. That's a big shift.
1: Yeah. So your answer is going to be something like it's protecting me from feeling embarrassed. It's protecting me from feeling rejected or abandoned or like I'm a fraud or from being hurt or from feeling sad. Like that's good to know because your ego is trying to help you. It may be misguided. It may be like off, but it's it's goal is to keep you safe. So what is it protecting you from? If you can look at it from that perspective, then you can go, go and look at your goal and the steps towards your goal and go, how do I build that in where I, pre- I protect myself from that as I go towards this goal? That's right. a great question. No shame in that game. No, and
0: then it's not your enemy. Then you know like why it's happening and how to, how to keep
1: rewarding it or redirecting it as you hit speed bumps. Exactly. And then lastly for that, I I say this was one that people don't like. Well, it's another one that people don't like. And the reason why people don't like this stuff is, again, because you are not taught how to do it. So it sounds scary because you're taught that you should, like, move away from fear where sometimes you should, yes, but you really should be paying attention to it is what you should be doing. Does that make sense? Yes. So you want to, whatever the fear is, whatever you're, when you get the answer of like, what's my ego protecting me from? What am I afraid of? So let's say you're like, I'm afraid of failure. And you're like, okay, I'm afraid if I I go start this business that I want to do and leave this job, I'm afraid that I'll fail. And yeah, there's things that I don't like around it. Like maybe I'll run out of money or I have to get a new job. But the real thing that I'm afraid of is like people rejecting me because of it and like everyone leaving or whatever, because I did that. So my ego is trying to protect me from feeling rejected and and having people leave me and not love me. So what I'm going to do now is say, what will I do if that does happen? Right. Right. Now, Now you take away the big, scary monster of it and you go, okay, if I do try this and fail, let's actually walk through what would happen. Now, some, the, some stakes are higher than others, baby. Like, let's be real. Like if one of the things is like, Oh, I might not be able to feed my kids. Well, then you should definitely consider that in your plan. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, but you also don't want to not move towards it just because you won't look at that. So you might go, okay, well, if that, if I, if I, let's say it's the business thing, I start this business, it doesn't work. Um, I feel I'll have to, what will happen is like, it'll feel really tough, but I'll have to get another job and I'll have to figure out a way to do this and I'll feel disappointed. And suddenly you realize like, Oh, I don't want that to happen, but I could totally handle that. Right. Exactly. You have to make it a bit more concrete because then you have like the monster to fight instead of like this, this just feeling of fear and foreboding hanging over you. Right,
0: in this big looming,
1: this big looming unknown that you might actually be able to beat. Yes, and just to circle back to our exercising example, because I know it, a lot of people are going to have that as a goal. Um, <clears throat> if you do this work and you you realize like, oh, I'm afraid that I'm going to put in effort and I'm going to not feel any better, or I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people I do it and then I'm not going to do it, and I'm gonna like actually feel worse like then you can go okay so how do i protect myself from that happening maybe it's that you don't tell anybody
0: right
1: maybe it's that right. Maybe, right like maybe it's that you tell one or two people and you you say like maybe you tell a buddy like a trusted friend and you're like i'm doing this and i'm worried about about like sticking with it And this like can you check in with me mm-hmm. someone who would be positive not judgy like Once you see the fear, you can work with it instead of fight against it. And that's super important when it comes to goals. Right. And it makes it so
0: much more possible.
1: Yes. Okay. So I wanted to ask you sort of at the end here, when you think about goal setting and like setting a goal and accomplishing it, what's the, what's the biggest hurdle for you to jump over? I'll tell you Hmm. mine or I can tell you first if you need to. Yeah. You tell me yours first. Okay. So my first thing when I have like, a, I get a lot of intuitive hits, but when I get one that's like, Ooh, I want something different. The first process that happens is this weird voice that tells me I should just be good with where I am and that there's something silly or ridiculous or selfish about wanting better. Gotcha. I'm asking this and I'll ask you yours in a second. I'm asking you this because you've got to know your pattern because if you do that, it's going to help you. So I know I'm going to do that to myself. And then because I know it, as soon as I hear myself doing that, like, don't you have enough? Like I'm a very ambitious person. I can't sit still. We know this, right? Like, I I want to do a lot of things and I'm actually okay with them not panning out sometimes, but I get into this place of that voice coming. So I know when that voice comes in to go like, Oh, this is just what you do. You'll work through this part.
0: And that's your fear of rejection of you standing out and people and people seeing you and rejecting you for standing out, for having more, for not being happy with just what you have now. Exactly. Jamie. All right. What's yours? So now I know, now that you said yours, I was like, okay, I know that voice. Um, (laughs) My voice says, um, no one's, no one's going to want that. Like no one's going to be interested in that. If I'm thinking about something for work or for business or for whatever my, my next project is that I want to work on, it's that no one's going to really want that. Like you're going to be, you're so excited and then it's going to, it's going to be a failure.
1: Yeah. So it's like the people I care about aren't going to show up for me, which is classic abandonment. But it's it's a it's I I outed myself
0: (laughs) with with (laughs) abandonment earlier. I mean that's classic abandonment. Like I'm gonna do something and no one that my that voice in my head is liter literally means no one that like no one will show up.
1: Exactly, exactly. And so when you know that about yourself, you can sort of first of all you got to give yourself a little space through that because you're never going to get to the point where like you don't hear that voice. I know that sounds like bad news bears, but like you are forever going to hear that. (laughs) Right. Because
0: it's trying to protect you. That voice is trying to keep you safe.
1: Yeah. There's been times in your life where you did experience that feeling and it caused you a lot of pain. So your ego is like on guard to protect that, to protect you from that. And so that's okay. So when you do that, give yourself a little space, like I'm ser- I'm serious just identify it be like oh here's this song and dance I do again and well, just recognize it and like give yourself a little space with it identify that you're doing it but you don't have to like instantly correct that if if you're saying like really negative thoughts about yourself like we were saying before you definitely want to catch that but if you're doing this like little fear dance know your script and you'll you'll almost get to the point where you eye roll when it starts cuz you're like oh here's this again absolutely That definitely happens. Yeah. And then you can start to go, okay, like, this is just my fear. Okay. If I do happen and no one, no one buys it or, you know, I, people look at me and go like, who does she think she is going for this? Shouldn't she just be happy with what she has? Then I really don't care that much. Like that's, that's sucky, but I'll survive that. You're instantly going to feel different. Exactly. Yeah. So. I think that there are lots of great systems for like writing down your goals. I love bullet journaling. I have a a course on it and stuff if people are interested, just because it kind of includes like mindfulness and productivity at the same time, which I think is important. But bottom line is just like have some kind of system, like pick how many times a week, pick the days of the week, schedule it in. You know what I mean? Like do those things so that there is a plan and you're doing the work of like the emotional parts and how you want to feel.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that the bullet journaling um, is helpful and everyone should get that from you. But I also think that if people are working through this, then they need to get in touch with you when they get to the point where they can't figure out their egos blocking them. Like, that's what happens with, that's what happened with me is that like you get to like a block in something like that. And then you, sometimes you have a hard time seeing through it or around it. So you didn't tell me to say this, Heather, but I think everyone needs to book a session with you to help walk yourself through that, because that's information. Once you know those fears and you can start to rewrite them that
1: you will use
0: literally for the rest of your life. It's,
1: it's true. And if it's not me, just somebody, because like we, like we said in the last episode, your own stuff is really difficult. (laughs) Like I get help with mine and i like, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm an expert in this. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I get help with it because once it's your own stuff and you've gotten stuck, you need an outside person or, or a viewpoint to help you, like, walk you through the fear part because otherwise you're just going to get, you're going to get stuck and you're going to say like, well, why can't I fix this? Like, get help and support. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Right. Absolutely. Book a Everybody. session. Book a session focus session. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for the plug. Um, all right. That's all I have on goal setting. Do you want to add anything else?
0: No, I mean, I think you are the absolute expert on this. And um, I think you hit all of the, the the main points there. It's a great, I think it's a great place for people to start, whether that's in January or March or July, but whenever, I mean, don't feel like you have to fall into that old January one thing. But if you, whenever you decide now I think you're more um, educated. Absolutely.
1: And if if I can bring it back to like our pagan ancestors for a moment, I will tell you that they were looking at goal setting in the cyclical way that our year moves. So around Yule and around, which was like the beginning of the year for them, um, around the different seasons, like that's when they were putting the focus on that stuff. You don't have to limit it to that, but it doesn't have to be so that like, you can have a goal as good as like that other person who posted on Facebook. It doesn't have to be to compete with people. It, your goals should be for you. They should serve you right. and feel how you want to feel, not make you feel like, oh my God, now there's more stuff on my already full to-do list. You know what I mean? Your goals aren't made to beat you down. Yeah, they're not like, let's look at all the places you're falling short and write them down and make you feel bad about them to fix them. That's not going to work. That sucks. We've all done that. Let's not do that anymore. Let's go like, you know what? I freaking deserve a million dollars. So I'm going to freaking have that as a goal and I'm going to get it and I'm going to enjoy getting it. And if anyone thinks that's stupid, they can go stand in line. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do it for yourself. (laughs) Yes, all of that. (laughs) all of that I love it okay and there's no goal that's silly have big goals and have little goals and have ones like one of my goals this has been my goal for a while I tell people all the time just in case somebody knows him one of my goals is to (laughs) to star in a Bon Jovi music video yes I've heard that one I know that's not, I don't need that. I'll be okay if it doesn't happen. Listen, I, I, I had this goal since I was like, I don't know, 10. <laughs> and I used to say, I wanna be in a Bon Jovi music video. So I was in a Bon Jovi music video. I did make that happen, except that I was like way in the back. <laughs> yeah, just not to your liking. You, you want a better role. So now I'm like, let's shift this language a bit. I want to star in it. Now, listen, he's getting older. I don't know how many more. I'm going to put it out there. If that doesn't happen, I'm, I'm okay with it. But that's a goal. You're allowed to have goals like that, and there's nothing silly about it. You go with your goal like that. Also, if your goal is to drink more water, I know that sounds boring, but good job for you. Drink more. Like, all of them are good.
0: Yes, whatever you need, make it a goal.
1: So... John bon Jovi, if you're listening, please utilize the feedback form.
0: Check the show notes, John. Get in touch with us. Jamie and I are available. <laughs> He's still handsome. Oh so yeah. I'm, I mean, I'll be in this video. I don't hear you sharing a silly goal, Jay. Well,
1: I'm just there as your support. I don't need to start. Well, what what's your crazy goal? You must have a, a crazy, silly one. I don't have any celebrity-related goals. I don't know.
0: I'll okay. have to create one. I'm going to create gonna... a celebrity version of a goal.
1: Okay. I, that's going to be your homework, and we'll have you post it after this episode. <laughs> we'll have you post it on the Instagram page so everyone can be like, what did she come up with? Right. Honestly, I think it's good for people to have goals like that. I really, really do. I think it's great Some of those silly ones I've had have come true. I had a a goal to high-five Tony Robbins. I did that, Jay. I know you did. You did it. So, I mean, I have another one related to him. I have a lot of celebrity goals. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. Like, have those, have the realistic ones that maybe don't sound super exciting and all in between and do them for yourself. And because why not? Exactly. Why not? All right. So I'm going to. I'm going to go now consistently check my inbox for uh, John Bon Jovi to be getting in touch with me. And uh, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye.
0: Bye. Hey, everyone. Heather and I have an ask for you.